Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick. On Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick. And on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Also, starting in November, I am setting up one-to-one coaching to help you plan out your future reality using both the law of assumption and the power of your subconscious mind. Both of these plans together starts at $50. Send me an email at thegratitudechick20 at gmail.com. Let's start today. Welcome to another episode of Manifesting and the Bible. So today's scripture reading is going to be uh, Psalms 121. I know I told you guys that I'll be doing a lot of Psalms, but I got a few other scriptures um, coming up that aren't in Psalms, but primarily I think I'm going to stay in in Psalms. So... In this version, it's the New King James Version. It is titled, God, the help of those who seek him, a song of ascents. I don't know why some Bibles have titles, but we're going to roll with that. Verse 1, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. When I was growing up, <clears throat> my grandmother used to, to read the scripture to us as we had morning devotion pretty much every morning. I don't know if I remember a morning before school that we did not have devotion. And she had this really like giant Bible um, <clears throat> like a hard, it wasn't really a hard cover. It was like a hard, soft cover. And it had, um, kind of, um, I think it was like the Lord's Supper on the front, but it was like, re- it was like really gigantic, like bigger than an encyclopedia book. Um, and that's what we used to read from in, um, when we had devotion in the morning or worship. And um, this was one of the scriptures she read a lot. Um, And one that when I went to college and I was away from home, that I kind of stuck with, it kind of stuck with me. Um, Verse one, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. So this verse just basically tells me that I... I'm always going to keep my eyes lifted because my help comes from God. Um, So I think that's pretty 
self-explanatory, especially since in verse 2, it says, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. As a Christian, I believe in the creation. I don't want to call it a theory because I believe it to be true, but for the purposes of those who aren't Christians and listen, I will call it the creation theory. Um, I believe in the creation theory. I don't believe in evolution. I believe that God created the heavens and the earth. So when it says my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, to me that is very powerful because that means to me that the God who spoke this world into existence and who shaped man with his own hands is the same God that will help me in my time of trouble. So that to me is very powerful. Verse three, he will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. So he will not allow your foot to be moved. I am thinking that really means that as long as you go in basically the right way, you can't falter, you know, as long as you believe in what you've asked for and your desires, you're going to get what you want. Your foot would not be moved. He will not allow your foot to be removed. And, and that's kind of how I see that. He who keeps you will not slumber. Um, I don't think that he, the Bible says he does not slumber nor sleep. And for a long time, I used to say, why, why do they say slumber and sleep? I think slumber is um, kind of lazing around, you know, kind of when you, you, like today, it's real gloomy outside and um, it just makes you want to just go lay around on the couch and, for me, watch Hallmark Christmas movies all day. But that's kind of what it makes you feel. Or um, if if I don't watch a Hallmark movie, I'm somewhere reading. So that's kind of what I think about when it says slumber. It's not necessarily asleep, but it's kind of a lazy afternoon where you're just chilling, you know? So when it says he who keeps you in that slumber, it just reminds me that he is always on guard. Like he is watching you. He is saying, I got you. I got you in the palm of my hands. I am watching over you. I don't waver. I don't sleep. I don't chill. I am watching you to make sure that you are okay. That's what I get from that verse. Verse 4, Behold, he who keeps Israel should neither slumber nor sleep. And the fact that it says, Behold, like listen up. I just told you he doesn't slumber, but I want you to get this point. He does not slumber, nor does he sleep. He does not chill and, and chill out and veg out on the couch, and neither does he take shut eye and take his eyes off of you. He's always watching over you. That's kind of how I interpret that, that verse. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. I think the Lord is your keeper kind of flows into what we were just talking about. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He's always watching over you. He's, he is your keeper. He makes sure that you are okay. And it goes back to a scripture we read in Matthew um, that talks about uh, him being our shepherd. 
and we are the sheep of his pasture. I think that one, Psalms 100, being the sheep of his pasture. But it goes back to that, him being our shepherd, him, we are his sheep. He is our keeper. It's all, all the same. And then it says, let's see, the Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. So basically it's saying, even though he gave us this light for the day and this light by night, it won't get too much to burning us or whatever, because he is going to always cover us. So we can we can be assured that the sun that burns bright won't kill us. Eh, maybe. That's the only thing I can think of when it says he's a shade at your right hand. So the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. If you have another interpretation, let me know. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. Um, that goes to a scripture we'll probably get into that says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He will preserve you from all evil. He will preserve your soul. You know, I, I believe that the Lord knows how to save his children. So this to me is just more of the same. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. There are scriptures in the, in, I want to say it's Deuteronomy 30 that talks about how blessed you'll be when you go out and how blessed you'll be when you come in if you obey the word of the Lord. So this saying, the Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore is just another affirmation to say, if you do this, then you get this. See, I think um, we as Christians don't realize that, or some of you as Christians, because I realize it, that God is here for us to prosper. We were not made to be the tail. That's why it says that he'll make us the head and not the tail. So it it really boggles me when I see so many destitute Christians and they're okay being destitute because they feel that they have to suffer for Christ, you know? And I, I, I've never read in the Bible or... Yeah, I've never read in the Bible where it tells you where God has said, suffer for me. Because Jesus himself said he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So suffering and abundance don't go hand in hand. They're pretty much the opposite. And there will be no reason for, you know, the many verses like Mark in Mark 11 or even in Mark 9 to tell us to ask. And whatever you ask for, believe that you receive them and you will, and you'll have it. So my thing is get in the habit of believing that you can have what it is that you desires. He says that he'll give you the desires of your heart. 
The only reason that you don't have it is because you don't believe it. And even he said in in the Bible that if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart and believe that those things that you said will come to pass, you can have whatever you want. So again, it, it goes back to your belief. If you don't believe that you can have these, if you believe that you are you are to suffer for in the name of God, and if that's what you believe, be it unto you as you believe. And it goes back again to the law of assumption. Whatever you believe to be true is true for you. So if you believe that you're supposed to suffer and be destitute, you will suffer and be destitute. I think this is why so many people don't like Joel Osteen. And they call him the prosperity preacher. My thing is, I believe that there's a time and space to preach prosperity. I do. I don't believe that every church, every time I go to church, I should hear that. I believe when I go to church, I want to be convicted of my sins so that I can repent. That's how I believe. But that, but does that mean that he's wrong for, for his message? No. People, I think that don't like Joel Osteen really don't like him because of his message and because they don't believe his message. And so they find fault with him. As you, as you can see over the years, whatever decision he makes or mistake he makes, they, they go after him with knives, you know? And they don't take into account that this man is still human. So don't hate the message just because of the messenger. The message that he's given is the truth. So I didn't I don't want to come in here and preach to you guys. Psalms 121 is a good one. And I think you should put this in your, you know, jot this down for scriptures that you want to remember to go back to. Psalms 121, it's only eight verses. That used to be our devotional in the morning. And right here throughout this verse, it talks about how much God is here to help you. How much he is here to bless you. That is what this scripture talks about. But again, it goes back to what you believe. If you believe that you are supposed to suffer and are supposed to be destitute, that will be your experience. Because Jesus said, be it unto you as you believe. But I am here to tell you, read your scriptures better. Because whatever you've read thus far is false. And that is truth. Thank you guys so much for listening to me today. I appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen to me talk about subjects that I love. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, promise you, promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. Have a blessed day.
thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Lawanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.